Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Wrong Think Radio. I'm your host, Aaron, broadcasting from just outside the nation's capital in beautiful northern Virginia. And this is Wrong Think Radio. This is our two hours. It's going to be a little bit short today, but it's our live program that we do every single Sunday to bring you guys our facts and analysis of the news of what's going on in the world and the nation and in the news so you can understand what's really and truly happening, <clears throat> which there's a lot. The big one, uh, the one that the news uh, media is really obsessive over right now, is uh, there's there's these bills. Now, uh, Alan's got a breakdown of what's in some of this uh, these bills that are being argued about and bandied about, as, as it were. But the thing that I want to point out... Um, oh, and apparently, Alan, nobody heard your introduction. So um, it's good now, but but you're you're here. It's because I had a oh. button clicked wrong. So your entire introduction was just silence. They just got to hear the music, but um, that's my bad. You can beat me about it later. Um, awesome. But <laughs> but the thing I want to point out when it comes to these bills is one one notable in all of the debate that I don't see being talked about enough is there's all these arguments about getting it passed and then whether or not it's going to get passed. Oh, they're reaching this deadline. Are they going to extend the debt ceiling? Are they going to do this and this and this? I keep hearing Republicans brought up, which confuses me because uh, Democrats are in control of both houses of Congress and the White House. So I'm really trying to figure out why Republicans are even being blamed for anything because they're in no power. Hooray! Yeah, well... I mean, not not exactly a victory thing, but it's it. it you see how this works. Even it's amazing to me that you have Biden trying to broker these deals, and the Democrats are unable to get their own party to come together on something, and that still is Republican. Even when even when given all of the power. It's still somehow Republicans fault. And this was something that you were talking yeah. about last week, Alan, where basically the Democrat Party knows literally no other tactic than being oppressed or being the opposition. Right. right. And I I find it amazing. And also we're getting a crack lesson in how bad civics education is in America, primarily with the uh, journalism class. Because yeah, all I keep hearing about the two Democrat senators that are kind of being the uh, people in the way of these bills passing are Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema. Uh, and... The whining I keep hearing is these two senators shouldn't have the e- shouldn't have an equal vote to these much larger states mm. mm-hmm. like he, they they keep comparing it here's the population of west virginia here's the population of arizona here's how it compares to the united states this is what's going on and it shows that people don't understand well okay they do understand but they're going to lie to americans because americans are ignorant about how their government works and I'm I'm always a fan of being able to point out how education in the United States, especially when it goes around what the government does, how it actually works, has been purposefully 
made to keep people ignorant. Because mm. if you knew how your government worked, then you might actually ask it to do its job. Well, we can't have that now, can we? <laughs> because there's a hundred senators for a reason. There's also as many House representatives. I can't remember the exact number anymore. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> there's many House representatives for a reason. And they're like the whole point of the Senate is for equal representation of the states. But everybody well, now wants to pretend you don't like want that's equal, never been <laughs> equal representation of the states. That sounds terrible. Uh, it should only be California and New York should get get votes. Right. Well, it, it can be whatever state that agrees with me. Well, yeah, that's pretty much exactly all I care about. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Um, let's see. So one, the thing that I do want to dive into, because this was fun and it broke last night, um, was an NBC reporter's desperate attempt to pretend like what you're hearing. And, and <clears throat> this is a funny example, but there are so many examples of media doing this um, that it, it's actually a gross tactic, even when it's funny. But uh, th there was a NASCAR race. And the reporter from NBC was interviewing uh, one of the drivers whose name is Brandon. Uh, she was interviewing him after he won his big race. And what is becoming more and more common at large events, this chant broke out. And listen to how the NBC reporter tries to lie about it. Thank you to all of our partners. Oh my God, it's just such an unbelievable moment. Brandon, you also told me as you can hear the chants from the, the crowd. Let's go, Brandon. Brandon, you told me. At no point is P are people chanting, fuck Joe Biden, anywhere akin to, and listen to them say, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Most popular president in history. Yeah. So this is, uh, I mean, I've obviously seen it. I'm sure you've seen it as well, like going around and, and seeing all the different, um, you know, all, all the different statement or all these different chants happening. Like they're happening a lot of college football games and, and things like that. They're happening all over the place because this, the hilarity of this story had made a lot of people post um, other situations of it and making the joke of let's go Brandon. Um, I, I, this isn't a few trolls. It's one mm -hmm. thing if it was like a few, like if there were a few guys at a few specific areas that were able to get like a crowd cheering something. Cause like we used to see, you know, people would like unfurl the Trump flag and you'd see people get all upset about it or, you know, something, something along mm -hmm. those, those lines. Um, but now, you know, uh, now you, you break it down and there are large crowds of people that are doing this. Um, and, yeah, I, I think that that's notable. In fact, here's Joe Biden uh, coming into the congressional baseball game, which we'll get into uh, something on that in a second. But this is the congressional baseball game that happened earlier this week.
So that's at Nats Field. That's people booing as Joe Biden wanders into the congressional baseball game, which is also just notable in its hilarious um, due to the fact that, uh, you know, for those of you who don't remember the congressional baseball game a few years back is there was a practice for that when a uh, Democrat volunteer rushed in and tried to assassinate Republican senators, but that was never called you know, a threat to our democracy or we were never at the end. But I mean, we all know why. Sure. I, I still can't, I can't get over that. I, I can't, I can't listen to the belly aching about January 6th and not go. Yeah. But we had there, there have been people trying to assassinate senators. There are people attacking like members yeah. of Congress regularly you know, the, we've seen violence all this time, and you just cravenly pretend like that never happened. Fascinating right. to me. But, yeah, crowds of people all uh, – it, it has become extremely popular to – and to be fair, uh, some of these people may have, may have voted for um, – yeah. Like some, some of these people may have voted for Joe Biden, perhaps, but I think the like 80 million people voted for this guy. It's just, it's becoming harder and harder to believe. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, it was, it was, it was hard to believe at the time and it's hard to believe now. It just doesn't make any sense that that many people would vote for him. None of this makes any sense. Have you read up any, um, I, uh, I know we didn't dive into it a whole lot, but have you read up any about the Arizona audits or are you in a similar position as me where it's, you know what, uh, people need to be charged before I start caring about this. Yeah, I'm pretty much there is we can hear all we want and it's great to know all the information about essentially malfeasance during this past election, but it's not going to be anything that's going to surprise me. And until I've. And until we have people that are willing to exercise their their power to force these things to be relevant, it kind of doesn't matter. I can't get all that excited about it. It's like mm -hmm. we knew the election was fraudulent at the time. We knew it was fraudulent in January. We have more proof it's fraudulent now. But until we have anybody willing to exercise force to force that to be a issue – to force some sort of outcome from knowing it was fraudulent, knowing it was fraudulent more isn't really going to do much. So I can't get all that excited about anything that comes <laughs> out of any of these audits. Like, what's going to happen? Hey, it's the Arizona audit. Everyone's going to go, wow. Uh, let's say it comes back with a smoking gun. Everyone's going to look at it and go, well, yeah, he totally was a stolen election. And then, then tomorrow we'll go, well, Looks like Joe Biden is still president because no one is forcing him not to be president. And so what does this even matter anymore? Right. It'll be nice to know and it may be good going forward, but it does. I just don't I don't see Republicans having the spine to turn it into anything productive is really the problem. Right. Like what would be the worst thing? It comes out 100% undeniable that the election was fraudulent. Do you really trust the Republican Party to do anything with that information other than go on Fox News and complain? Yeah, no. No, I mean, that's, um, I think that that's what they do. 
I, I think yeah, that's they'll like, go, wow, <laughs> that election was totally fraudulent and they compromised all these things. This is why we got a win in there in, you know, 2024. What? Yeah. Wait, but the elections can't be trusted. Yeah, that's why you got to keep voting for us. All right, guys. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that rousing speech that's really going to rally the troops and make sure everybody takes us seriously. Well, and it does. Yeah, it, it, the whole thing is, I mean, I don't need to have every single ballot combed over and all this other crazy whatever they're doing. Because for me, the legislature's violating the Constitution to change their laws at the last minute, and then we see mm-hmm. all of this weird stuff happen. That would that's that's where I you know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course. You know, you had Mark Elias from the Perkins Coy Law Firm going to every state possible and using COVID as an excuse to basically make it impossible to have any oversight over an election. You don't need yeah. to prove this to me. Just get whatever you need to get these corrupt judges to actually just listen to the case. And then we'll go yeah. from there. So for I, I bring this up just because I, I have had plenty of people that are like, hey, are you going to talk about the audits? And I don't want to be mean to people, um, you know, people like especially our audience members. But there's so much of me that's like, I'm over it. And I will report on it when I think anything's actually going to happen. Otherwise, you know, similarly, um, because this is a good segue, it's similar to the Durham um, reports. Yeah, there's there's some stuff being floated out right now. There's, um, you know, I've been I've been reading about some of the indictment. There's an indictment that came out and then there's further investigations into like the DNC and the Clinton foundation purportedly Yeah. until something actually happens. I've been waiting for the shoe to drop from John Durham for like two years. I'm kind of over yeah. it until something happens there. There's a certain point where I almost feel like this is like what Republicans pivot to when they have nothing else. <laughs> you know, like, um, yeah. And it's that that's it. That's independent of, the people that might actually be doing it for all I know, John Durham could be doing a phenomenal job. And these things take years because of how corrupt and how good they are at it. I don't know. But when Republicans are like, well, let's talk about what could be in that Durham report. And it's like, okay, what did you guys fail on this week? Uh, that made you suddenly pivot to this thing that you're going to tell everybody is going to be a big deal. And then we don't hear about it for months. So yeah, for those of you who wonder, um, We'll see. We'll we'll see if any of the Sussman stuff actually turns into anything from the Durham report. Now, on a similar front, um, I saw something that I, I thought was fun, and I wanted to bring it up. And that's part of the reason why I had to uh, had to bring up audits and um, you know the January sixth protests. I'm going to read something, and, and Alan, I, I want you. I want to get your reaction on this because I hadn't shared this with you yet. Yeah. Um, but this was uh, shared on Twitter by Dan, uh, Dan McLaughlin, whose stuff can kind of annoy me, but this is really good. Here are some of the House Democrats who voted to object to the 2004 election. James Clyburn, the majority whip, Maxine Waters, Benny Thompson, who's the Homeland Security chair, Raul Grijalva, who's the Natural Resources chair, Eddie Bernice Johnson, Science, Space and Technology chair. 
Ed Markey, who voted to object to the 2004 election, he's now a senator. So did John Ooh. Conyers, who chaired the Judiciary and Oversight, and John Lewis. And what makes that funny is John Lewis voted against the 2004 election. His name is on the Democrats' current election bill. So it's called the John Lewis wow. Fair, like Fair Voting Act or something of that nature. And he... Now, remember, the 2004 for presidential election. Do any of you even remember like recall there being a scandal about the re-election of George W. Bush? No. Exactly. Yet in 2004 you had a whole bunch of Democrats that uh refused to refuse to certify the election when it wasn't even the, when there wasn't even a scandal. And even more pathetic than that, you also have George W. Bush out there shilling the same garbage. And it's like, dude, you should. Of course, we know that there's some corruption that has to be existing because how is someone like George W. Bush not commiserating with Trump? Right. That, that, <laughs> that it for, for all those people who want to roll their eyes and act like everyone's being dumb for being like crappy towards uh, Bush and says that it's all just part of the Trump cult. No, these are Americans who are, who a lot of these people are Americans who defended Bush in the early 2000s throughout his presidency, saw how beat up he was by the media, saw how he was spit on by every Democrat, saw how he was just disrespected. And like, no matter what he did, he was always going to get the short end of the stick and be just like, castigated for everything and they defended him and then the same thing was happening to trump and it's like george bush got like let into the popular kids room and just forgot everyone existed that's how people see it it's there's movie plots about stuff like this and that's why people are so angry at a lot of these republicans because now we know that it had to have been a game because if it were real like, and you were a normal person and not like a weird sociopath, you would be like, oh man, I can finally get back at those people that have just been miserable my whole life. Yeah. I don't know. Any thoughts? <laughs> I mean, it just shows exactly what you can accomplish when you have a complicit media covering for all of, covering for all of your history. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like we had to go to Twitter to even see this and they never bring it up. It's the worst thing that's ever happened. And it's also never happened before. Right. Yeah. This has never happened before. Right. Right. I mean, it's like <laughs> the, these like you said, they 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 did all well, like just as long ago as 2016. I remember there was a whole thing that we went through where the Democrats refused to. Refused to kind of believe the election was legitimate, and they talked honestly about how it was manipulated. And now suddenly we have to have free and fair elections, and everything's fine. It's like the um, the level of memory holing that the media allows them to do is pretty impressive. Yeah. Well. Yeah, no, and that's exactly it. Colleen has a question, which is, you know, is all of this a game with Trump? Will he be the cool kid next month? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. 
I don't know. Uh, it's possible. <laughs> what does that mean? Meaning like because with Bush, right? During sorry, uh, during the early two thousands, if if you looked at President Bush, the media hated him. The Democrats hated him. He was the worst president ever. Hashtag not my pre. Well, we didn't have hashtags back then, but they had T shirts that said not my president. All that kind of stuff. Now he's one of the cool guys, right? He's one of the good Republicans. That's that, that's sort of the basis of Colleen's question. Is you know, it seems like it was a game with George W. Bush. Could it have been a game with Trump? Will he be the cool kid, or is this, or or do? Oh, do, yeah, yeah. Oh, Does, yeah. Maybe, maybe George Bush is popular now because he has no power. <laughs> so uh, George Bush is popular now because he plays ball with all of these same globalist elites and always has. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like neo neocons are just the flip side of the ne- of the liberal coin. Like yeah. they're all on the same team together with basically the same goals. They just have slightly different tax policy. But at the end of the day, George W. Bush has more politically in common with Barack Obama than either of them do with, say, Trump or at least you and I. Yeah, they they have more in common with each other than they will ever have in common with regular America. Exactly. Which... um to the idea of so you're you're talking about the um, media memory holding things. Uh, I have an interesting clip here of the CDC director Rochelle Walensky, who mm-hmm. has a really weird thing to say about the vaccine. Uh, this was on CNN with Wolf Blitzer uh, just a couple of days ago, and uh, it's the opposite of everything we've ever been told. So let's see how the how the media is going to tap dance around this coming into next week, because this is starting to like yesterday. This started to take up a lot of uh, um, people were getting the ball rolling on. Well, wait a minute. Doesn't this kind of blow everything out of the water? So here's her statement to Wolf Blitzer. Um, our vaccines are working exceptionally well. They continue to work well for Delta with regard to severe illness and death. They prevent it. But what they can't do anymore is prevent transmission. So if you're going home to somebody who has not been vaccinated, to somebody who can't get vaccinated, somebody who might be immunosuppressed or a little bit fail, uh, frail, somebody who has um, uh, comorbidities that put them at high risk, I would suggest you wear a mask in public indoor settings. The vaccine cannot prevent you from transmitting the virus. Interesting. <laughs> she said, if you're going to be... stop me, wait, so it doesn't stop me from getting the virus. It doesn't stop me from transmitting the virus. What does yeah. it do? Yeah. She, her, her whole statement it does nothing that we want, but maybe me being healthy and not fat is probably like clearly does as much as I need and I don't need the vaccine. Like me being healthy means I'm not going to die. of have like a 0.1% chance of being negatively affected by COVID because I'm not fat. And if the vaccine doesn't prevent anything else, well, then it's like being not fat is exactly as effective as the vaccine is more effective than the vaccine then. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's so of course, uh, like Colleen's pointing out here, is it looks like posturing for boosters. Yeah, which yeah, of course it is. But when your rationale is oh, like as she said, you know, we've had really good, uh, we've had really good um, results, you know, protecting it, you know, with uh, basically 
hospitalizations going down and, and protecting against the Delta variant because we're back to that again. Um, but whatever, you know, uh, protecting against all, all of this. Uh, but the vaccine, you know, won't keep you from transmitting it. Now, she said it in the way that you would you might be able to interpret it as like, oh, because it's going to wear off. But that that doesn't make sense. What also doesn't make sense about that is you need to give people a timeline. If if this had any semblance of truth, how long? Because people get vaccinated at different times. Yeah, you're so, but but that's the thing, though, the way that they're presenting this sudden booster shot is, oh, everybody's going to have to get a booster or you're going to be considered unvaccinated. What if somebody's like, well, I just got the vaccine last week. Nope, nope, you have to get the booster. Yeah. Doesn't and make of sense. Course, of course, we saw Biden. He got his booster in his, in his fake White House. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was really bizarre. I mean... You have a real president. You have a real White House. Why are you doing this on a state, on a soundstage somewhere that we have no idea where it is? So it, it's in it's in the heart. And it's making in the it heart look like it's in the Oval Office. This makes no sense. Yeah. So it, that that was the um, Eisenhower uh, Congressional Office Building. It it is a there is a theater that's in there. Is it in D.C.? Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. It, it's right. By, so it's is right the White by the House. Capitol. Why are yeah. you doing not doing this in the White House? So this is I'm I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the whole background on, on this hilarity because it doesn't take away from what you're saying. They made it look like he was in like the Oval Office when they did this. Their excuse was we needed to be able to fit reporters. Well, then just. Be honest with us and just be like, oh, well, what's not in the Oval Office? He's just on some soundstage getting it in front right. of reporters. Like, nobody would be upset with that. Well, I would look and go, well, of course, they need to do this in front of reporters with a bunch of cameras. That's why they're doing it here. But trying to make it look like the Oval Office, it when, any, when they do that, it shows this mm-hmm. intent that they're trying to essentially manipulate the information they're giving out. Yeah, right. Like maybe I don't want to go so far as to say they're lying to people, but it shows that they want to present a different view on this subject than what is honestly happening. And that's very strange to me. It's, it's like, the... why is it so important that it looks like he's getting it in the Oval Office? Ooh. Right. Well, and that's 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 the funny thing is like, why not just do it in the East Room? You hold uh, press conferences in the East Room all the time. Anytime you see yeah. the president with like gold curtains behind him, that's the East Room. Yeah, why don't you just do Weird. it there? Yeah, but it but it is like I could see where some people are like, "Oh my God, you're making a big deal out of nothing." Well, sort of, but they do this all the time. Yeah, like they do this all the time. There's well, and and as we have stated multiple times. The only thing that this administration cares about is optics. Yes. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And so it's all about that's that's why you'll see Joe Biden outside wearing a mask, walking up to a group of reporters, but then taking his mask off, thereby being the dumbest. Like, this makes no sense about anything you say about masks. 
Also, after he gets his third booster shot, you know, all of this other crap, and the reason why they do it is, the reason why he does it is, it's about optics. It's not about the truth. It's about how it looks and what they can say. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's really weird. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the weirdness that was speaking of exit. Did you see any of the weird videos that came out of Colbert and his like trying to push everybody to get vaxxed? Was it the crazy vaccine like song and dance number? Yeah. Yeah, that was really strange. Really, really strange. It's one of those like (laughs) the reaction I saw from a lot of people was like, I, I don't, I don't, want to get vaxxed at all because this creeps me out yeah i i might have not wanted to get vaxxed before but i certainly am not getting it now that i have a late night show with a bunch of dac- dancing syringes doing a song and dance number about it like if i wasn't really skeptical of that of this before i certainly am now right now yeah and, and let me let me see i i have a clip here i don't know how long it is but we'll, we'll just play a little bit of a clip so you all can suffer um, here's a little bit of Colbert's little song and dance for the vaccine. Vaccine. When we poke you, well, we know you're going to be, you're going to be safe from COVID infecting you. When you go out, yeah, I know you're going to hug, you're going to hug and not worry, it might kill you. I actually really hate that they co-opted gonna be by the proclaimers for that. But yeah, yeah, no, that's the whole thing is, uh, you know, if you get vaxxed, it's, uh, it means COVID won't infect you and it won't kill you. Except it already, it already <laughs> won't kill me because I'm young and I'm healthy and not obese and on death's door <laughs> already. I'm fine. Like I get enough vitamin D and I have a functioning immune system. COVID will not affect me. Amazing. (laughs) This is what a heroin addict sees when they score a stash. (laughs) 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 Ah, that's a good one. I like that. Oh man. So, uh, on, on, on the same, on the same front, uh, I said this months ago, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do my victory lap around the track real quick, uh, while people scream "fuck Joe Biden." Um, <laughs> but uh, I said that this was gonna happen a few months ago. Um, I've been harassing uh, some people, the likes of like Eric Erickson on Twitter, uh, because it's just a he was he's very supportive of people going to school boards, and I know that it's going to be because he's one of the squishy guys at the minute that. Um, the never Trump movement starts saying that they're all QAnon. He's going to run away. Uh, mm. and, and it's already happened, but get this. This is, uh, something that broke from the daily mail. Uh, this is a headline school officials beg Biden to send in the FBI to protect them from extremist parents angry over vaccine and mask mandates and say their protests should be treated as domestic terrorism. The National School Boards Association 
urged the president in a letter Wednesday to mobilize federal agents to protect them from protesting parents. NSBA President uh, Viola Garcia and Interim Executive Director CEO Chip Slavin penned the complaint, which was also uh, published online. The correspondence states that outbursts from extremists uh, irate over vaccine and mask mandates should be treated as domestic terrorism. The letter to the U.S. president requests immediate assistance for school staffers and board members who they say are under immediate threat. Oh, threat, huh? Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Well, is it possible that what if these people just stopped doing the thing they're getting threats for? (laughs) i mean to to be fair to that statement isn't that what this all this vaccine and uh, mask mandate nonsense is is you know it'll just stop sucking if you just comply so how is that really what if you just stopped doing your dumb crap then we we wouldn't have to do this if you would just comply yeah if you just stop trying to push the vaccine mandates and mass mandates, then you would stop getting threats. I mean, if the really, I think the real takeaway here is if the last, say, 20 years have taught us anything, it's that terrorism works. Oh, 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 come on now. Easy now. (laughs) (laughs) Easy now. (laughs) And we're laughing. No, um, (laughs) no, it, but, but but I mean from the from the uh, especially if you think about it, what are all these people trying to do? They're trying to force you to they're trying to force you to get vaccinated. They're trying to force a mask on your kids, and they're doing this all. And they're trying to, I mean, it's the it's the same for them. They're trying to say these people disagree with what we want to do, so we're going to get the government to use force against them to force them to comply or to terrify them with use of government force into compliance. That's way worse than what any of these parents are doing. These parents are essentially just being upset and demanding that they stop trying to forcibly vaccinate and mask their kids. Right. And now, and there are schools responding with, well, you should call them domestic terrorists so you can throw them in Guantanamo Bay and destroy their lives. That's a drastically disproportionate response to a bunch of angry parents who were probably doing things like, hey, I don't like that you're doing this. Y'alls are a bunch of Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> B- boomer like, imagine standing up at a school it. board meeting and saying i don't like that you're t- reading a book called timmy's first trans surgery to the kindergarten class and the teacher going i'm calling the department of homeland security and you're going to have your life ruined because you're a domestic terrorist exactly well which once to that same point proves not that we needed proof but proves that that word means nothing. That word is just a dog whistle for someone who doesn't agree with me. Exactly. Like this, this is, I like this story so much because it, 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 to me, it is the, like the mask has completely fallen. When you have small county level, county level people that are going, um, Biden, can you also call them domestic terrorists? That is how you know that the entire Democrat Party apparatus acknowledged that 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 every time that they use that term, it's just to get rid of the opposition. You have county school board members who are talking about yeah. parents protesting the same as January 6th. That's how you know that 
There's no way that those people don't know it's bullshit. Exactly. And we're uh, these exactly. these are base, relative political nobodies. So to me, that's oh okay. In case I needed proof that all of these Democrats that are claiming that it's all terrorism know for a fact that that's a lie and they're just doing it because they want to be able to throw you in jail or kill you because they hate you. This proves that 100%. Yes, it does. So I wasn't debating it before, but for those of you who are still on the fence and thought that there might be a few Democrats out there that are really actually worried about it. I, I, I think that that's, that's gone out there. And once again, by the way, I, I like to, we'll, we'll put this up against the, um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll buttress this against the fact that the women's March yeah. either happened or is, or is happening that the women's March happened this weekend. So it's not all protests either because that's what they're mm-hmm. mad about. They're, they're mad about people protesting. That's what's happening. Local people are going to these school board meetings and they are upset. Well, and it started with mask mandates and, and then vaccine mandates. But there are mm-hmm. now people taking a close look at what's going on in their children's schools. And that's where you're getting an entire school board being forced to step down or face charges because of the type of reading material they were giving children because there was such sexualized reading material that a judge was like, yep, we can charge them. Yeah. Like, which is amazing. Those kinds of things occurring in schools because people are taking a close look and you know, so people are protesting rightfully. So once again, it's, oh, we're going to call that kind of protesting domestic terrorism. And so I'm done, yeah. not not on the left. Screw the left. We know that they lie, whatever. But I am done on True. the right with people who are at least of a similar thought process as me. I'm done on the right having a discussion with any of those people about how they feel about January 6th. Or really, yeah. or or any protests that happened during Trump, any of the fighting that happened in the streets, the Battle of Berkeley. I'm done having that conversation with any of those people because no, it's not the same. They will persecute you no matter what. If you're unwilling yeah. to acknowledge that the left is specifically just trying to get people from the right put in jail using the uh national security apparatus if you can't acknowledge that fact i have nothing to say to you and i don't think you belong in the movement Mm, wow strong words well it's just why what what good is somebody pretending like this is normal what good is somebody who's going to dismiss the fact that this is an absolute craven power grab i mean at first i i don't want to give excuses to people but if you're an idiot And if you're a boomer who's been doing this for too many years and isn't paying attention and you saw the news coverage during the six, I could see you getting scared and being like, oh, gosh, geez, I just don't like it. I think it's bad. Eight months later, when people are still in jail without any charges, you don't get to have that opinion anymore. You're either too stupid. You're either so stupid that you're a liability or I don't trust that you're not an operative for people who hate me. Yeah, that's why you're you're at the minimum. You're not helping. 
Yeah. At, at the minimum, your your ignorance is a liability. Yeah. Speaking of, because this happens a lot too, and we were talking about the media, and this tied together in my brain, but probably nobody else's, and I'm not going to explain to you. Um, this was a great week for hate crime hoaxes. Oh, no. Not a hoax. So... One, uh, this was actually from a couple weeks ago, but there, at Emory University, so this was a Georgia university uh, that kept having all of these uh, swastikas and um, the N-word graffitied all over Emory University, and it was just such a bad, big, bad racism. Not the N-word. Oh, no. Well, the guy arrested's name was Roy Lee Gordon, and the school tried their damnedest to not talk about his race, but it did finally come out. He was a it was a black man, which is why the school avoided that. But just so you're aware, Emory University claimed that they were the subject of a hate crime. Then they caught the person responsible for it, realized he was black and tried to hide that. Yeah. Oops. They tried to hide that because they wanted people to think that they were the target of a hate crime. Second. Yep. There was a school in Missouri, which, of course, you know, because any time it's in places like like Missouri or Georgia, it's see, this is the Klan. Um, but there was a school in Missouri that was just the target of a, a awful hate crime. The N-word was you know, graffitied on the wall, and I hope all black people die. And this was, you know, this caused such a big tumult, as they would say. Sure. Well, it was a black student. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I mean. So. That's pretty, that's, it, it's, it's shocking because it, it seems like not only are the vast majority of murders of black people committed by black people, but the vast majority of hate crimes against black people seem like they're committed by black people. <laughs> the vast majority of white supremacy committed against black people is actually turns out it's just other black people. Well, and every time, like, so what, what'll always happen is you'll see some article get posted up where it's like school investigating hate crime. And everyone's see America's so racist. America KKK. Oh, and it's every time, every damn time, every single time there seems to be a, uh, supply and demand issue when it comes to racism in the United States. I honestly don't can't think of the last time I saw a hate crime be discussed on any news or anything like that that turned out to be legitimate. Yeah. Do you? Can you remember? Can you think of a single one that actually turned out to be, to not be a hoax? Well, <clears throat> to answer your question, no. Um, I think the term hate crime is stupid. Um, a crime's a crime. If you commit a crime, you commit a crime. I don't understand why there needs to be some special fluff to it. Like, oh, okay, no, no. But yeah. what I mean is, like, mm-hmm. the, when's the last time you saw anybody that drew a swastika on a on a? Oh, right, right, right. Drew yeah. a swastika swastika on something, or hung a noose somewhere, or wrote, you know, black people must die on something, or any of that. When's the last time you saw there was one of those that was actually done by a legit racist? 
that wasn't actually that wasn't a hoax. Every single one I can I've ever seen has turned out to be a hoax. Right. Yeah, and it's like this happens in colleges all the time. You know, oh, college investigating you know bananas hanging from a tree. And well, okay, so yeah. let, let me. Sometimes it's a hoax. Sometimes it's an idiot. That construction site has nooses everywhere. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> or or there's swastikas on my sidewalk, and it's like that's that's a junction symbol. But no, they don't. I I don't. I can't think of one. I'm sure that somebody. Well, and that's the other thing is how much did people want to twist, right? Um. Because and right. the, because there's always because we see it, too, like in New York. It's like, oh, all these synagogues are being vandalized. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, there we go. There is one. I do remember one uh, from a few months ago because uh, there were all these people talking about the uh, the awful white supremacy that was happening. It was just the worst and the anti-Semitism of the neo-Nazi white people in new york and it turns out that there was actually gangs of black teens that were vandalizing synagogues in new york yeah so that was happening and then you had all the asian hate but they stopped talking about that because it wasn't white people so in reality when they say when when people say hate crime it's your the the dog whistle is that it's white people racist white people are doing it so anytime it's not white people doing it that's that's also a hoax i would say that that's also a hoax so like sure be, because be, i mean that's that's how the liberal logic works right so the synagogues being vandalized couldn't have possibly been a hate crime because black people um, can't possibly be anti-Semitic because only white people can, right? Exactly. That's how it works. Of course. So, that, oh. so, so calling it a hate crime is a hoax because it can't be because it wasn't a white person. The, yeah, right. The, the final great one here, uh, because I have seen this one uh, show up a lot since since last December, right? So over a year or almost a year. Um, in Douglasville, Georgia, this neighborhood has been reporting that they've been getting racially charged messages anonymously left in their mailbox in the mailboxes of residents of color. Um, and it claims that it, it claims to have been coming from a white KKK member. And I've seen people mm. reference this and how awful it is. Well, Teresha Lucas, a 30-year-old black woman, has just been arrested for placing those notes. Which she was a white supremacist, I assume? (laughs) Yeah, well, maybe she had, like, the reverse Michael Jackson thing going on. Ooh. It's possible. (laughs) Anything's possible at this point. No, what if she's transracial? Um... (laughs) Are you no. denying her lived experience? Um, I am. So what? Well, and that's that's the whole thing, though. Okay, so what what do you get out of that? Like you're leaving anonymous, you're leaving anonymous letters in your neighborhood. So uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here, which is I'm going to start all of this uh, having these threats posted all over my neighborhood. And then the news cameras will come and then I'll be able to form some sort of group 
that's going to help fight the racisms and people will give me money. That's like the closest to logic that I can get on why someone would do this. Or it's just I hate my neighbors and I want them to think that they're going to get killed by some KKK guy. I don't know. I think it's, it could be something as something like I I have been told this is a huge threat. I don't see any evidence mm-hmm. of this. So the only way I can get my neighbors are not playing along with my view, my view of this threat oh. and they don't think it's real. So now I have to make some hoaxes so they take this as seriously as I take as I've been told to take this. They're okay, you know what? That's actually a really 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 great um really great point to make there. The idea that you feel like your neighbors aren't taking it serious enough and that angers yeah. you so you have to like awaken them to the reality. Yep. Oh, I like that a lot. Um this is what Colleen put out which is uh they're not hoaxes. They're artistic representations of the invisible reality of systemic racism. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that That's the excuse that the lawyer's going to use. I think it's Alan's reasoning. I think Alan's reasoning is why this is happening. And then Colleen's reasoning is what the lawyer's going to use in the courtroom. That's really good. It's actually a, it's actually a performative art piece designed to uh, ex- express the, the terror of the underlying racism of America. Right, right, because uh, every, every everything is a racism. And right. a domestic terrorism at the same time. <laughs> it is, yes. That, that needs to be the next question. What's, what's the Biden administration the most concerned about? Is it the most concerned about the terrorisms or the racisms? Because we only have one FBI, and they're all currently looking for some white girl in Florida. So, or, so the murder of a white girl in Florida. Yeah, which was a racisms. Ah, <laughs> uh, but no, it, it, it's it's mind blowing every every damn time. It's but of course they're hoaxes. We cover them regularly. We know that they're hoaxes. I wish uh, it used to be my favorite part early on to be able to point these out and say, "Oh man, we used to debate a bunch of people about this," and ha ha ha. Now it's a hoax. But they don't ever learn. Well, okay, that's not entirely fair. Um, There are liberals that will never learn. They will never learn to check the facts on it, no matter how many times. It obviously shows that it's not actually about reporting a hoax to them because the news would avoid and be very skeptical of any story like this because of how many times they've been... um, embarrassed by reporting something that turned out to be fake. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Now I know that I brought up, um, that we were going to have to do a little bit of a short show. Um, so I'm going to end up having to kind of, uh, rope out of here real quick, but there was something I wanted to bring up. We were touching on it a little bit about calling parents that, uh, protest at their school boards, especially when it comes to the vaccine and mask mandates. Um, I want to bring it up because it's something that's going on in the state that I live, which was there was the uh, gubernatorial debate between Terry McAuliffe and Glenn Youngkin uh, in Virginia. And Terry McAuliffe, for those of you who don't know, 
was a big fixture in Clinton world. He used to be he was the guy that raised all of the money for the Clinton campaigns uh, back in the day. He's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why they're super rich. And they tipped him with a you know governorship in uh, Virginia for it. But um, he was a gov- he was a governor. Uh, we only have one term governors here in Virginia. And uh, so he had to let um, uh, Coonman, uh, Ralph Coonman Northam, uh, do his four-year term, and now he's coming back. But Glenn Yumkin is the Republican that's challenging him. And at the gubernatorial debate, Glenn Yumkin wanted to talk. He talked about mask mandates, vaccine mandates in schools. And he talked about the stuff that was being taught and said that he was horrified by some of the things that he's seeing, some of the videos that he's seeing of what people are finding in libraries and things like that. And he is just mystified by the types of things that schools are teaching and thinks that he wants to get parents more involved in what is being taught to their children and have active like, you know, parents being more and more active in the education sphere to which um, Terry McAuliffe. And like, I cannot I cannot stress enough how much of a fixture in the Democrat Party someone like Terry McAuliffe is responded with. I don't believe that parents should have a say in their children's education. That's a it's a bold strategy. Yeah. Um crazy that he said the quiet part out loud. But even better when you hear someone who's a pretty big fixture in the Democrat party saying I don't think that parents should have a say in their children's education and then you see school boards trying to say that it should be parents coming to a school board meeting and not agreeing with the school board should be called domestic terrorism. Yeah, this all makes sense when you put it together. They don't think that you should have a say in your children's education. In fact, they think you should be arrested if you try. Yeah, well, everything they do is a lie, so it doesn't really surprise me. Well, and the problem is, is I I, I think that a lot of this, the reason why it seems more big now is like I said early on in the program is people are now taking a closer look at what's going on in their children's schools. And the biggest mistake that schools made actually was having remote learning because there were parents there and they could see it. And I think a lot of people woke up that were previously lazy about kids education. And this is a reaction of, Oh God, they're seeing the kind of stuff like, like uh, Alan said, Timmy's first transgender surgery. Like, what is happening in my kids' schools? This is insane. And the schools are like, oh, God, they figured it out. Run away. You know, we're supposed to be training the next Greta Thunberg. Right. Right. But but how are they going to give all of their rights to the U.N. if we let their parents raise them? Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's and I mean, these people are incredibly subversive and they look at things like education as a excellent avenue to subvert the country that they want to destroy, which is your country. But that's that's all they've ever cared about. That's all they've been driven by is subverting your country into a perversion of itself. That's what they want to do with education. It's what they're doing with the giant infrastructure bill. It's what they've done with pretty much all politics, media, Hollywood. It's all about subversion and corruption. No, exactly. There is 
I do want to do something on the the infrastructure bill, but like I said, with the with time coming, um, I do have to cut late, so I might sure. steal you at some point this week because I do want you to explain some of the fun stuff that is in that. Yeah. Um, and and we'll get that out because I think <laughs> it's the normal dumb bills, right? You know, it's it's anyway. Point is, is no, the infrastructure I, bill. I would disagree. I'd say it's a it's not a normal dumb bill. It is a radical country changing bill that will could have that could have unbelievably drastic long term effects that will radically change the structure of the country. I meant normal dumb omnibus bill, meaning that it is the thousands of things are crammed in. It's almost it, it's almost inconceivable how to read it properly to understand what's in it. You have to pick it apart yeah. uh, because they just jammed everything in there. Um, yeah. And so so we'll do we'll do a segment on that, uh, a special segment on that. And, and understand the reason why I, I want to point to it while while the outro is going is understand this, that they keep calling it the bipartisan infrastructure bill. Uh, that should not make any Republican comfortable. Uh, any Republican yes. who supports this bill is a bad person, as Alan just stated. Um, also, don't do not fall into the trap of saying stop holding the infrastructure bill hostage. Nope, hold it hostage for the other spending. Hold it hostage so both of them fail. Yeah, because uh, you don't want to pay a mileage tax, right? You don't want illegal don't. immigrants to get free college, right? But we'll have more on not. that later. We'll do a special segment on it so you guys can get all of the time dedicated to that. But I do have to go. We have to run for an early day. I have an appointment. No worries. Uh, with the family. All right. I'm Aaron from the East Coast. I'm Alan from the West Coast. This is Wrong Think Radio. We'll see you all next week. Ooh.